0: Welcome to episode 9 of the Fits Podcasts. podcast. I hope you're enjoying them guys. Today, Gan interviews me on the podcast, All Things Fits S. Uh, we talk about how we started, we talked about some of the ups and downs. And just before we get into the podcast, I'd just like to say so far, pretty much three years in, it's been an amazing journey and uh, long may it continue. Enjoy today's episode and Fraser makes a slight cameo, but if we'd like to hear more of him on the podcast, let us know.
1: Good. Right. Out, fine. Put it down. right, so Deck, start part two. So, um, for part two of this one, I wanted to ask Deck a few questions with um, Fit Sess as a gym uh, and not just himself personally. So, obviously, the first one, how did you start Fit
0: So, it was actually about three years ago. Um, the gym actually opened itself in Ju- July 2000. 2000- 2017 uh, but Fitcess was made like probably a year before that right. um, I was using Fitcess as a name uh, for my, just my personal training um, and the idea behind it was uh, make fitness your success uh, as a very basic idea um, but then obviously it started to grow and like I was on a marketing um, like course and they were telling me like what does your company mean to you uh, and things like that and as a personal trainer I, I'd already started to blend like my clients into a community and um, so we were doing like things like going out for dinner together doing things for birthdays we were going out like doing like just general everyday people but yeah. as a team and a community and that was with just my clients at the time as a personal trainer and um, so that's where like Fitcess started um, and then we started like uh, branching out into like clothing and things like that and people wanted to really really buy into Fitcess and like help me grow the business as well which was fantastic so
1: wh- why did you actually start it as well so
0: i started the gym because i felt like in a commercial gym we couldn't offer what i wanted which was the best possible service to a client and yeah. um, we couldn't offer enough practical strength training we couldn't offer enough variety we couldn't offer enough quality equipment and um, so for instance like in the gym we, clients were limited to um for instance if a member needed it we would have to give up the bench or the bar or whatever we were using squat rack Um, and it was getting more and more frustrating because I was building up quite a large client base and I couldn't facilitate what I wanted to do with that client base Um, and also I felt like I could offer something a little bit different I felt like I could make a gym that had a strong community that we could bring families together we could bring people together from who perhaps never ever would talk normally and then become like friends or acquaintances and stuff like that and it's worked really well to be fair
1: did you feel like because obviously being on your own being a personal trainer did Mm. you think you had less time to see actual clients because you can only see several amount of clients during the day whereas if you've got a gym it's a lot more people coming through your doors a lot more people getting your knowledge as well
0: yeah i think so so one of the big things about the gym is like I, i make sure everyone I get like time with every single person, even if they're not my client personally, um, even if they like they come in and do the classes or anything like that, or the coaching with someone else. I make sure I'm, they know who I am. I make sure they know that like, the World Cup. Make sure they know that like I'll offer them any advice or help I can give them personally. Um, but basically, it came from I was obviously training as a powerlifter. Um, in other gyms i was going around to lots of different gyms uh we used to train at a gym in manchester and they had a really good community feel but i don't think like they used it well enough um i don't think like they prioritized it either i wanted to prioritize it we get some fan there (laughs) (laughs) some beeping um but yeah we we We're part of a different gym. Me, Fraser, a lot of my friends. uh, We were all part of the same gym and we absolutely loved it. Like It was a really, really good gym. It's where I felt the most at home. It was like a second home for me. Um, And I wanted my clients to feel like that when they came to a gym. I didn't want them to feel like they were just paying for a facility that they could come to and it wasn't like they weren't part of it i wanted them to be really part of it so like when we opened the gym we had like calf came and she literally helped us like yeah, yeah build the floor like she literally was laying the floor for us she it was really funny actually she bought us a toolkit because we're the <laughs> most like least diy people in the world like me Steph, and Liam, when we opened the gym it was so hard like we had to i remember we we went all over the country so like me and steph went to brighton for some equipment we went up to cheltenham uh, all over like we literally just like rented a van and went all over the country trying to get this equipment and it was at a point where like we were still personal training at um dw at a commercial yeah. gym uh finishing it like between eight and ten at night driving through the night so we could wake up in say brighton at six AM, pick the equipment up from that other gym, drive back, and then start again at like PTA with our clients once we've unloaded. And um, it was really crazy, but obviously it's amazing time. We were, we we're all pretty young; we we're all about twenty two. So, yeah, so it's pretty hard.
1: So you touched on it a little bit, but culture in the gym. Well, like, I think this is a big thing, and I'll, I'll say a couple of things on it <laughs> after you mention it, but. So, so what, what culture did you want to harness in the gym? And do you think you've, you've harnessed
0: it? Yes, I think it's probably the only thing that hasn't changed in the gym. And that is basically a strong ethos of community, but also working hard, training hard, and being comfortable in uncomfortable positions. Yeah. So by that, I mean, when we're training, sometimes we'll challenge each other uh, to be better. Sometimes you need the arm around you. And I think at the gym, we find that really, really good balance where... If you come in sometimes, a coach might push you really hard, but it's knowing when to push them hard and then it's knowing when to put their arm around them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like, personally for me, coming into the gym, like, it it was a different feel because I've always gone into a commercial gym, whereas Mm. this, it's like a family. Yeah. And I've been always under the the impression where I'm going to be like a lone wolf, where I don't really care about a family ethos. Mm. Yet, now, a year on from obviously being a client, yeah, I talk to all of your clients mm. on Instagram, or we'll message throughout the week. We'll have a bit of banter when I come into the gym. Yeah. So, personally, for me, it's has been definitely that family ethos, but also helping each other. Yeah. Like sometimes, if I've done a bad lift, like even another coach will come up, and there's not like a, a weird thing about that.
0: Yeah. So obviously, like, I've been coaching for like many years now, but and a lot what I found at a lot of gyms was PTs were like competing against each other and sometimes that rivalry wouldn't benefit anyone um, and I think in our gym, like we have a really, really strong culture. And me and Steph actually started this first, like it would just be giving advice. And it started by me, like like me and Steph, like discussing clients when they weren't there. Yeah. But then even when clients were there, like we'd go, oh, Steph, what about this? Have you noticed this? Or Tom would be like, have you noticed this? What about this? And I was like, there's no pride or ego or arrogance getting in the way. Like we're all there and we're all coaches in different areas. But, and we can all provide a different outlook or a different opinion. Um, and I I really do believe that's what sets us aside. One of the factors that sets us aside from other gyms, like we really, really believe that we've got a strong team. We're constantly developing our knowledge and each other's knowledge and also challenging each other to develop. So like, I see what like say one coach is doing. So for instance, like Steph doing a lot at the moment on his mental health side. I think that's fantastic. It helps me develop my mental health side like, of coaching. Um, share best knowledge yeah, exactly. And like yeah. Tom at the moment, like he did his level two weightlifting and like, obviously him, Coaching people helps me learn, and there's a different process. So at the moment, like he, uh, one of the big things he learnt was like this triangle process, um, and it was about posture, bar path, uh, and weight. And I, you know, I can transfer that over to powerlifting as well, yeah. and we can transfer it over into other things. And it's just fantastic that we can all work together um, and just get better.
1: To be honest, I think that's a big thing because I've, I've gone into a commercial gym before when I had a previous PT, mm. and then another PT's come over and tried to correct. And it's like, it's a bit awkward because everyone's trying to get like a slice of the cake. Yeah. Y- if you think about the, the money you can get from be- people being PTs, mm. everyone's trying to get a slice of the cake, but there's nothing wrong with people doing that. Like like Tom did it with me today. So yeah. I-, I trained obviously before we started this podcast. Tom saw me as something I was doing. He corrected me. You came downstairs. wasn't a massive thing. Like, no. Yeah, you just look at it like, oh, we're trying to help. And that's that's a good culture to have.
0: It is, you know, I I think people are going to benefit. Say if I was like today, like I was busy, so I couldn't come and like watch your session, but like Tom could. So you wouldn't have got that valuable information because I was busy today. But that's fantastic. Like we can all help each other. And it's just having another opinion, another eyes, you know, look over something, evaluate it and and someone will see something different. So Tom's detail is different to my detail uh, and what he's looking for. And the other thing as well is we can try new things. So sometimes with a client or with a program, we might say, right, let's try this for a little bit and see how this works. So like, for instance, like we both coach Nikki, like I personal train Nikki, but also Nikki does Tom's weightlifting classes. And she's a great example that I was like, oh, it's a posture issue. It's a posture issue. It's a posture issue with this certain thing that we were looking at. And Tom was like, oh no, it's a bit of this. And I was like, and then in the end we decided like it was a bit of both of quad development and posture. Um, And, we can come together and go, oh, well, what about this for a program? Oh, no, that's too much. And, you know, we have different outlooks and we both train clients differently, but we can come together to help ultimately get the best service for Nicky yeah. or whoever that client may be. Like Martin's a great example. He's a very strong guy and sometimes we'll push him, but other times we have to go, right, no, actually, you need to make sure you're doing your mobility. And that might be, you know, going to see another client or referring to someone else. And... With that culture we've developed, we've also developed it with the wider community. So we bring like, Riz does a lot of our clients' printing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ben the joiner, he does a lot of work for other clients now. And like like this week, I think he got like two or three jobs off other clients or people inquiring about his services. You know, it's fantastic. Like LJ makes all the bakes. I think most of our clients will use LJ for her bakes or cakes because they're fantastic. (laughs) And that's the community. That's the ethos we wanted to develop. Like when Mads comes in the gym, she's like, looked after by everyone oh, not just she's... looked after by like just a dad or a mum and same with Frankie and all the little ones that come in like it is a team and the mum or dad can like train knowing that the kids are in a safe happy environment probably getting coached by one of the coaches just for fun yeah
1: I think that was a, like we, we discussed it earlier because mm. I think that that was like weird for me at first because yeah. I've always gone into commercial gym kids aren't allowed in commercial gyms Yeah, no yeah. So. yeah I saw Frankie like just like on, his, on this little like thing just going round the gym and I'm just there like I was loving it though because like I, I love kids and like I just thought oh he's just loving it he's not getting in the way yeah. he's
0: just loving life it's so. I mean to be fair a lot of clients come in either just to see Frankie or they'll like say it's made their day even with like when you see kids doing something or like achieve something it's like Ella and Mads were like uh, squatting the other day it's just fantastic to see them learning and developing and just to, again you're getting like a, a new like a new view of life and they, they were talking to me about TikTok and how their dad should train and their dad doing TikToks and it was just really fun, you know, and that's probably the best way to describe it.
1: You know what, Be, being in the gym as well, you also get like, so if I do if I a lift it's a good lift, mm. you also, you won't just get, obviously, yourself saying it's a good lift. Yeah. You'll get like three other clients that will watch you maybe mm. just have a look saying it's a good lift.
0: Because people genuinely want you to do well.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that's the big thing in yeah. the gym like if I go watch someone like take Mads for example if yeah. she does a lift I'll just say like that's class Yeah. yeah. Like, how old is she like 8 or 8 something.
0: years old yeah
1: and she's got she's just unreal yeah, like, yeah she's really good and especially at her age I just I just think that's absolutely mental um, so obviously we've kind of talked a bit about positives but obviously there's going to be a bit of negatives with yeah. coming coming up building the gym and whatnot. so let's go kind of hardest things that you've had to deal with because you're a business owner at the end of the day.
0: Yeah so I think like I've had three or four businesses in the past and this was probably the biggest and hardest project so far. Um, Definitely like the most and when I say biggest I mean it had significant overheads but i made loads of mistakes like I was 22 when I started the business and I didn't start with enough capital so I had to build it up but and this is why, like a lot of people ask, like why I put so much loyalty into my clients, and that's because they stuck by me even when we opened with one squat rack, a set of dumbbells, like like a rack of dumbbells, uh, a sled run, a couple of sleds. That was it, probably. Oh, and some bumper plates, obviously. Um, and the normal
1: person probably would
0: just yeah think, oh, exactly. i to
1: like a commercial gym because i will have more range. Exactly,
0: well, yeah, uh, and they, they've stuck by us, and like it's been really hard being the business owner as well like, and trying to coach because you might be like, so for instance when we were building our mezzanine floor, like you might have like builders or joiners or electrician or a plumber wanting your attention, but you're with a client. Yeah. So it's really difficult, you know, but I'm very thankful that I've got a great team around me and a great clients. And there has been lots of negatives, but I don't see them as negatives. I see them as just like learning curves, especially if you keep making the mistake, obviously then, then you know you're an idiot because <laughs> that's, that's the other way I can yeah, say it. Yeah. Um, if you learn from that mistake, then there's no problem. It's just a lesson. Uh, so some of the issues like, I've had like um, – when I first started like I didn't know how to manage cash flow and then I got an accountant and that made it a lot easier Uh, and then also like speaking to other business people like really helped me and not being afraid to like ask people for help so like Fraser's dad Andrew like he was amazing like sat me down and was like have you got a business model I was like yeah this is my business model he's like that's not a business model that's just like some writing on a napkin and like (laughs) I was like all right fair enough so like he worked with me for a long time for that and And then, like, we keep developing it. And even now, like, I know he's one of the people I trust and I would go to. And then, like, I've got some other great, great business partners and friends like Riz. Although, like, I always give him stick about it. But he has a fantastic business and, like, it's very successful. So I speak to him about it. And, like, I always pick his brains. And I learn so much. And sometimes he doesn't even know. So, like, he taught me a lot of things about, like, if it isn't going to make you more money um like why are you doing it so always ask yourself is it going to make you more money because i was big on like oh i really want this because it looks nicer for my gym but like you've got to ask yourself sometimes is it worth it and then like yeah exactly and then like salvatore I, i learned so much from him like probably the person i learned the most from and like how you to run a business how not to run a business like try and find balance in your life and things like that like I respect him so much. I thought I worked hard until I met him. And then, like, it's just crazy, like, he came from nothing to make an amazing business for his family. And that's, like, if anything, it inspired me. I've definitely had, like, lots of lows and highs. Um, And, look, don't get me wrong, every single day I turn them lights on and I turn them off at night. Absolutely love it. Like, that's probably, like, you get a lot of proud moments, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, obviously, you touched on, like, your business style a little bit so mm. what, what was it like because obviously how long have you had the gym for three three
0: years in two weeks
1: so right so what was your business style like when you first opened the gym
0: that's very interesting I was very obviously I was 22 I was quite hot headed um, I would literally just be like yep yeah, let's get that I was buying it I wasn't probably like researching as much Yeah. Uh, I researched like gyms in the area and we were probably the only gym at the time at what we did bar one over um, but I didn't like do due diligence. I didn't get like, I remember like now I always like as a standard get three to five quotes if I'm getting a job yeah. done or like at the time I was kind of like, oh, let's get a couple of companies maybe or one and just like, yeah, they look really good. Let's get them in. Yeah. You know, like, I've learned a lot about that. And um, I was, like I said, I was a bit of a hothead. Like there was, I remember one day like Steph had really really got to me, uh, <laughs> pinning him up against the wall and they were punching him in the head. Uh, I had a broken back at the time as well. Oh, so geez. yeah.
1: He must
0: have had up there. Yeah, like we were building the mezzanine, and I'd literally, it was the 17th of November, I broke my back. And it was a couple of weeks before Christmas, we were building the mez, and I'd just come off my crutches. And I still had a bat brace on. Uh, I think I just had an op. And I literally carried all the girders in. I had, it was such a bad I- idea. Like, absolutely destroyed <laughs> my back uh yeah it wasn't a good idea but i was a small business owner i didn't have any money like we had to do everything ourselves we painted that gym we cleaned the gym we laid all the floor in that gym when it first opened so like when people say like oh yeah it's nice it must be nice to get work done on your gym i'm like yeah but Everything that was here, I started and I've done myself. I would never, ever ask any of my friends, family, or people that work for me to do something I'm not willing to do. And I'm really, really big on that now. Where in the past, I probably would have like, gotten to do something. Um, like, there was this really funny moment where we asked Steph, to uh, climb up this set of ladders, and we didn't have it, like, balanced against anything. We literally were just holding the ladder, and, and it Steph was... was game-worthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever seen how tall our gym is, it's pretty tall, and he had to go to the very top of the ceiling to cut this little wire that was irritating me. There's some other funny moments, like, we gave Fraser, my brother, a job, and he so was... We might
1: as well tell him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fraser sat
0: in the room on my bed, like, <laughs> just... <laughs> Just laughing his head off. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad to say he's over this now and
1: Oh wait, are you over it Fraser? Yeah, I'm pretty over it. <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: yeah Um You don't mind us telling everyone um, how useless Oh he's you're. coming over now. He's coming oh, over on, on. to join the podcast. So basically Fraser at the start when he started working for me he was very good. He was good at his job, but then he he started to like stick with Steph a little bit more and obviously Steph works for himself so he can do what he wants. But Fraser thought he could do what he wants. So this involved, you know, <laughs> taking taking a couple of hours for dinner, this involved coming to work late, it involved leaving the shutter door open and going home.
2: Oh, it, that, I, I think, didn't hear I think, about
0: that. I've only done that once. <laughs> yeah, you know what so I I come it's back. It's
2: lucky we only live around the corner, though. Yeah, I
0: came back from a um, meeting. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon, and the shutter doors open at the gym, and obviously massive roller shutter gym fully open. Two guys wandering around. I'm like, right, yeah, mate, can I help you and They're just like, yeah, we're just having a wander around. It's just open anyway. So these guys are pretty nice. Anyway, so I'm thinking, where is everyone? So I go home and after shutting the door and Fraser and Steph are sat there eating pizza and they're both just looking at each other like a comedy set going oh I thought you locked it oh I thought you locked it no I ordered the pizza no I went and got the pizza and it honestly I, I lost I lost it didn't I yeah yeah um I was not a happy bunny and I, I probably kicked them both out of the house for a bit um but yeah we've we've had some funny moments like that but to be fair, leading up to that, that was my fault because I wasn't disciplined enough with Fraser. Like I was letting him get away with lots of little things, and it was eating me up inside. But I didn't say anything to him because he's like, like my best friend and my brother at the time. And and yeah, he's disowned now. He's disowned now. No, like at the time, he, he, like, I, I was he was he was too like on much on a pedestal to have a go at him. Like I just wanted to look after him and i loved having him around like we would play cricket and we'd just mess oh, around we'd do all sorts like there was one time we had to, like these girders we were building the mezzanine with we had to transport them and they were hanging out at the back of the van <laughs> should we stay and they were they were probably weighed four or five hundred kilo i
2: think they only stayed in because i was sat on them yeah the so back we, we had van. to have fraser sat like in the back of the, van. the back door trying to hold them in going up this hill
0: yeah, we used Aww. to do all sorts of stuff, funny stuff. Like that. But, like, we were small business owners, so we had to, like, do everything ourselves. That included, like, Fraser had to paint lots of stuff. We had these, like... <laughs> <don't know>. um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This That was actually how he ended up getting sacked fully. So that was yeah. what... He didn't even get sacked after the role was shot It was a <laughs> It was a scenario <laughs> later on. He'd had some boards delivered to the gym, and he missed the delivery, first of all, because he forgot yeah, to get to the late. gym. Yeah. He, he got up late and didn't get to the gym for nine. So him and Steph both missed the delivery. Um, yeah. And then when he finally did get the delivery, it just took him so long to do it. And then he just kind of like did a half-arse job, didn't you? Yeah. The screws hanging like, out.
2: Instead of putting like four screws in, we put like two in. And, and then like, he couldn't like, bothered. like a week, Yeah. but like in a long wood, it probably won't work. What, what phrase doesn't realise right now, this is his intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is in <laughs> No, and, and to be fair, like, I let him get away with a lot of stuff before that, like, he's like we had a member of staff called Holly, and he used to, like, take a member of staff who, away for a couple of hours for dinner, <laughs> and obviously it's fine for him to go away for a couple of hours of dinner, because he would make it up, but she'd have okay. to finish it at five, so she'd go home, and be like, Fraser, you've just took this member of staff away for two hours, because you wanted to have dinner with her, like, it, it wasn't on, it was just crazy, but I, did, I didn't like, I just exploded and sacked him one night yeah. and he went on crying. <laughs> but a year later, he again rang Daniela and me crying because he needed a job. He needed a job. <laughs> and he actually went to the restaurant to work and he asked, we give him a trial shift because Dan asked what he should do. And I, I. we were both thinking, literally the day of his trial shift, we're like, right, how do we tell him he's not got the job? This is before <laughs> the trial because that's how that's how truly that. shocking he was at working. Yeah, but proper lazy. he was fantastic at his job working behind the bar at the restaurant, and now the restaurant wouldn't do without him. And he's fantastic. He's even got a pay rise, didn't you, for Christmas? Or yeah, was that your, your Christmas present? present. That was your Christmas <laughs> present. So that's that side. And now he obviously still works at the restaurant. And when he comes to the gym, it's a nice, happier time. I think mm. he didn't come to the gym for a while after that after he got sat. Did you? No, Too I no. trained. And then he came to the gym for a bit. To just steal clothes when he was a dirty stop-up.
1: Yeah. To be fair, right, there's one thing. Because uh, if anyone's listening to this, they're probably not going to realise. So, Dex other half owns a restaurant. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, we
1: probably, that. yeah <laughs> we, probably, we probably should have explained that. That's Daniel. So, yeah. So, so obviously, you're a hothead. You, you,
0: At the time. Yeah. I've you, mellowed now.
1: Well, this is what I'm getting on to, because when, when Dex told me, this, told me all this, I'm laughing to myself because... Death is not a hothead in the slightest. No. Like, you're
0: just not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a very chilled guy now. But at the time, like I was probably working 100 hours a week. Like I was doing 40, 50 hours for a new business, as you do. I was working 30 plus hours as a personal trainer. Um, and then you obviously, you have to do all the cleaning yourself at the gym. You're probably doing everything. Um, you're trying to manage everything. Obviously, like I lived with Steph and Fraser um who probably weren't the most organized people oh, no, so we, we were i was right? trying to organize we the house we as well nightlife. so like i had a lot on my plate at the time and obviously there's no excuse but my management style was very poor i was i was organized with myself but i wasn't organized with my staff um and i actually made bad hires like holly won't mind me saying like she wasn't the right fit for the gym at the time and yeah, yeah. Um, we were a young gym we didn't need another young member of staff
1: yeah and it's the same with
0: Fraser guy. like we didn't need another young member of staff we needed a more mature staff we needed a, a member of staff that was really going to bring the gym on uh, I feel like we got that like, with Tom and Nikki Um, like they're both bringing the gym on really well um, we still have days where like we could improve and you know people say oh you're a bit lenient with them you're a bit too chilled now which obviously in the past was <laughs> never a case but well it was with Fraser but <laughs> 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 it wasn't with staff and stuff um, and and we're leaning because of the culture we've developed. Like the guys who work now, Tom and Nicky, like and everyone else who works in the gym, like Aiden, Nate, Steph, Jake, um, Vic, Beanie, like everyone who helps out at the gym, Lucy, Kath, everyone who helps out, like they do it with such care and i think yeah. that's because they genuinely care about the gym and when we've when we've hired people we've we've looked for quality yeah. so like we pay them more than what like minimum wages we pay them more than living wage like we pay them because we want a quality member of staff and we feel like we get that quality service back and it fits in with what we want to do we want to offer the best service to our clients so we hire the best possible staff and you both know tom is an amazing coach
1: well yeah. this is this is what i want to say so Last year, me, Deck, and Tom, we went out and everything. And I'm, I'm listening to Tom, and obviously Tom's been on the podcast and he's unreal. He, what is he? Nineteen. Nineteen. And I've, I've never met a nineteen-year-old like him. He's just, he is. But I remember having a conversation with you, Deck and just saying, 19, you hired him mm.
0: because he was younger. Obviously, when we hired him.
1: Yeah, and, and bear in mind, I've only managed one person before, but I've sort of like managed in the past mm. where I've like had to be a deputy for a manager. And everyone that I've managed has been older than me by yeah. four or five years, maybe more. So to manage someone younger and then I look at my what I was like at 19, Yeah, that's a big risk. And especially, like you said, you're not just paying him minimum wage. Yeah. So, you're paying him a, a, a good wage.
0: So actually, so, so just to touch on that, obviously, like Steph and Nicky are both older than me. So I've had to manage like older members of staff as well. Right? And we've had coaches who have both been older than me. Um, but, we, you find differences and what I've learned is I have to manage each person on their individual merit. So, for instance, like Tom won't mind me saying, he's quite difficult to manage and people say, oh, you modicoddle him sometimes. But a lot of people forget that he's a 19-year-old and he's a very good coach. But we've eased him in. We haven't just thrown him in at the deep end and said, the, you're coaching every hour under the sun, like a lot of people did. He, I, he actually, when he came to us... Um, he came to, he actually messaged us we when we did his references his references were actually pretty poor from total fitness and forward leisure oh, yeah. like they weren't the best references um, they said good things about him but they also gave a lot of negatives and they were very honest with the review, references but it was when i saw him coach calf um which I thought this kid's got a talent yeah. and I I remember thinking I need to take it slow and I remember thinking I need to nurture him and change him a little bit into some areas and def- refine some areas and he's done the same with me as well I've I've managed to learn stuff off him but he is he has really flourished um and he's been a great example of like giving back to other coaches and really spending time with them on how to develop. Like his people skills are amazing. Like he couldn't do what he does now when we first hired him. And even he would say that. And like, we have looked after him a lot. Like he did a, he was part of an apprenticeship because we were only offering an apprenticeship placement at the time and he went and tried to do the apprenticeship but he ended up um it wasn't for him and a lot of employers would have said well there's the door you know we are looking for an apprentice but we didn't we said you know right we can still we still want you as part of the team we will pay you three times what an apprentice makes because that's you know above women wage and we felt like that's what he was worth and even now like we slowly bring him up so we started him on lower hours and then we we slowly increment the hours up and up like for instance he does six days at four hours at the moment yeah. like I feel like any more than that is too much for, for him as a person other people might say oh at 19 I did 100 hours a week like me I, at 19 I was doing lots and lots of hours but that's not the person he is because he's so focused in them hours that he's I, coaching I'd
1: agree with that so it's funny because uh, someone is going to listen to him yeah, and yeah. say like, oh they would be able to do more hours but if you ever met Tom mm. listened to him and um, were coached by him you'd understand. Yeah. Because like, I remember when I first came to the gym, it was one of his sessions. And yeah. I think it was his, was it his, his It was his, work- stri-
0: it was his, uh, OHP. Yeah, his, his overhead press workshop. Yeah. Yes. And so, that was his idea and he's brought a lot of valuable things to the gym, like workshops.
1: And I think, well, that workshop, right, I was awful at OHPs. Mm. Probably like, lacked a little bit since yeah, yeah. then because I don't focus on it. But I remember coming, coming away from that thinking, firstly, see, a young lad, mm. but wow, like it made me like reassess myself. Like, yeah. I need to get my shit together right now because he, he is that good.
0: Now the effects he's had on the gym is amazing. Like, people like the staff always joke because he gets whatever he wants in terms of equipment. Like, <laughs> we've probably spent upwards of thirty thousand pound on equipment for him. So we've got him like platform, multiple <laughs> bars. We've got him new weights. We've got him a new rig. Like we've got always. new flooring. Worth is a stretch, oh, oh. <laughs> but he is fantastic, and obviously the whole gym benefits from it, and yeah. it, is, it is part of a business investment, but we're also close as a team, and I don't think the team would be the same, and it's funny you say this, at the start of lockdown, we had our accountant, and our payroll guy, and our business manager, and our business coach, t- we all on the same Zoom call, and they were like, you might have to look up deck, making a member of staff redundant or you might have to talk about like sacking a member of staff, you know, because it's really hard times for gyms. And I said, we either all go down as a team or we don't go down at all. So we either close the whole gym and we all lose our job or we all stick together as a team. And that's what we did. We all stuck together yeah. as a team. And I was very honest with the staff. Like I, I said to him, like, we are going to stick together as a team. And the team were really good. They've all huddled around. They've all come together. They've tried to really, really uh, push themselves in different areas, you know, go out of the comfort zone. So something that Tom doesn't like to do is the online, use the online app. He's tried it. He's really tried to develop. You know, don't get me wrong, with every member of staff, you have issues. But what's really good about our relationship with both Nikki and Tom and our other coaches is, we managed a lot of the time we can speak to them about an issue, and I can see them developing. And Nikki in particular, like when she first came on as a member of staff um she she was actually like quite immature like there was issues where sometimes attitude and obviously she come on as like a senior member of staff mm. i don't think she'll mind me saying this she, at the time she acted like she wasn't a senior member of staff she acted a little bit like a child but now she's like, really
1: the staff
0: right yeah, now. yeah like one the yeah. thing but sometimes you have to kind of find that line of where you're an authority figure where you're a leader um and i And I've actually said this to her, like you know, you could improve on that, and she still can. And but she has improved massively, so so many areas. And the reason why we hired Nikki is because she made it impossible not to hire her, because she brought such a good feeling and community to the team. Because she's so good at interlinking people, um, like and she probably doesn't even realise it. You know, talking to different members of clients and bringing them together, and you know, going for a coffee with them, checking they're okay. She's a great ear for people to listen to. She's great to have around in the gym. She does a very good job on lots of different areas. The booking system is all down to Nikki she's fantastic she started the website for us and that's what I mean like I really struggled at one point to delegate jobs but Nikki and Tom make it easy to delegate jobs to her because they take that responsibility and go for it sometimes we'll delegate them a job and it won't work and that's fine lots of things won't work but you don't just stick by it we end up re-evaluating why doesn't it work I always ask my team in their reviews what can I do better and I always ask them what can the gym do better and a lot of the time they give me really good feedback but when we had Fraser and other members of staff like I didn't have that review system like now we can go on my laptop and see every monthly review and the staff are amazing at it they're really good and the other thing we tried to mix it up so we tried to get like Nicky to ask Tom the same question so I'm not in the room so like you know if he has got yeah. anything to bring up it's a really good place to bring it up and vice versa you know we try and make sure all of us like you know we speak to Steph and Nate and like what can Tom do better what can Nikki do better what can we do better for you as a you know as a provider of a facility we ask our clients what can Tom do better as a coach you know we, we try and ask them how can we improve our service constantly and that's part of the culture of FitzS how can we constantly improve how can we constantly get better and learn
1: I think that's a big thing that like you, you mentioned because this is what I did with a member of staff so the first member of staff ever managed and you're clearly doing the same thing mm. and it, it it makes you accountable and it's basically um, a thing that I learned from another manager it's called a stop, start, continue yeah. so what do you want me to start doing, stop doing, continue doing and, yeah. and obviously you, you, you're doing it with your member of staff but it also it's not just something for, for you to, to learn from they can also learn from you yeah. it makes you more accountable as a leader because yeah, you're
0: a business owner, but you're also a leader, you're, you're leading yeah. people. I am really big on that, so like, people, like, I I remember someone said to me, said, oh, you're a business owner, like, why on earth are you going to the gym at 5am? And I was like, I would never ask any of my staff, to start at 5am, if I wasn't willing to do it, and I've done yeah. it for three years now, starting at 5am, I did it for about 18 months, without a day off, like, it was religious and I, I loved it. And now I, you know, I'm know, i probably stepping back. I probably start at quarter to six now and I'll probably take an even further step back at some point because I'm finishing at nine at night. But I would never ask any of my staff to do it. I always think I'm a leader as opposed to a boss yeah. and I think there's complete differences. Like Fraser, how would you say I've changed over the last three years?
2: Yeah, so for me there's been massive, massive changes because coming in from the start of the whole idea of having the gym and then having it, when you were first running it, it was very like you wanted everything to be your way. Very yeah. It was perfect. either my way it, or it was no way. For you, you you you're a very controlling person. I you am. You know what you want. Yeah. Which is a good thing because you know what you want and you want it to be done the right way. And now have it done. Yeah. Now <laughs> when it like a job would take like three four hours, it's like no, but what I've done now.
0: Yeah. yeah, but
2: now you look at it and think, right? Well, that might take a little bit longer to do. We're going to allow for that, yeah and a lot more patient.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot more patient. And, and, and you're better. At de- and
2: you're definitely better at delegating more jobs now. Hundred percent. Because obviously, at first, it was like
0: I'll do everything.
2: Yeah, you do everything. You'll be up all night, yeah. all day.
0: Like, it wasn't good for anyone
2: grinding out the work. Yeah, but it was like. You could see it was like running you down.
0: Yeah, it was killing me. Like at the time as well. Like my fitness really suffered, and and obviously now I'm back to training like full time, pretty much like quite a lot of sessions uh, a week, and I'm really enjoying it. And I think that's that's one of the reasons I started a business from a personal perspective was to get a really good balance for me and something that ultimately I can bring everyone together um and i want to bring my kids in in the future where they can have a happy environment and i want other people to bring their kids in and they can you know we can one thing we want in the future is to like kids to start weightlifting and powerlifting and just training or any form of fitness and exercise and anything we can do we would love that and like when we bring charities involved i think that's a fantastic thing but one of the things i've like started to think about over like i think it was like two years ago when i realized i was failing as a leader And I was trying to be a boss. As a boss, I was trying to be too controlling, trying to get everything done straight away. I was trying to do too much myself. I wasn't delegating. I was a boss. I wanted to become a leader. I can't remember what book it was I read, but it gave me a lot of good tips. Um, I did look at a lot of different teaching and leading styles. Like I looked at Ivan Miser. Um, I looked back at like, like I obviously I'm a big sports fan I looked at like how uh, Sir Alex Ferguson ran a lot of stuff as one of my heroes I looked at a lot of different f- things I looked at Jordan Belford and how he did things but I also like I looked back at when I'd been successful as a leader in the past and Fraser would be able to touch on this uh, I was the coach of like, a very successful cricket team at the time yeah and I think that was actually <laughs> where I became the boss uh, and that's where like Fraser got the name nickname Skip because he was my skipper um, and <laughs> And, oh, that makes sense because yeah, so you, I've been into the gym everyone like, wait, doesn't understand it no one understands <laughs> but he's been skipped to me for 10 years at least at least and I I, I was a very successful coach um, at cricket football everything and yeah. I wondered why and it was the community feel I brought and it was the way that I managed the people individually and spoke to the, every single person and I managed that person individually so I remember being a cricket coach and like we had a troubling kid called Uzzy. Mm-hmm and everyone was like oh just get rid of him he's a waste of time like he's, he's just a messer and we ended up turning him into our star player didn't we and he was what and basically players, you actually. just oh, I had to please. spend time with him and I can see a lot of similarities like with Tom like you had to spend time with him and help him and you know develop him nurture, him nurture him nurture that talent and then bring it on and it's very similar like with lots of other members of staff and coaches you just have to manage them in different ways and I noticed that with like coaching cricket and football
1: to be honest though so, right just looking at this like in, in football terms, so sorry if people aren't into football. Yeah. But imagine if, like Tom's like Messi, or Ronaldo. Yeah. And um, they've come in at 19. Mm. You can see the potential, you can see where they're going to get to. Why would you not try and harness well, uh, that? Well,
0: I, I wouldn't happening. say they were. A, he was a Messi, or Ronaldo. I would say like <laughs> if, if we were saying like in football terms, I would say like he was probably like a Gascoigne. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Like really naturally <laughs> talented,
0: but. We can obviously get the best out of him as long as we keep him on that track. Because I think he will need constant help, you know, and I think he'll need constant development. But also, like, it's us us putting faith in him that he knows it as well. And he does know it. And he knows that we've got his back and that we will progress him as much as we can. But also, like, he was asking me the other day because he loves coaching so much. He's like, I need more hours. I want more hours. I want to do more coaching. I love it. But then I'm like, Tom, you're falling asleep in the middle of the day like you know we need to make sure we look after him and we've got a duty of care and responsibility and it's the same with Nikki as well like she wants more hours and I'm like oh she might want like to do this and this I'm like Nick but when are you training when we're talking about hours and like you know make sure you're doing the things you enjoy you know make sure you're taking time away you know Nikki works really hard for us and sometimes it's saying Nick take a step back take a couple of days off you know play around with your hours and work and help people out you know like when we've got coaches doing our gt classes sometimes it's like have a week off you know with tom we have to force him to take days off sometimes but yeah. that'll be better for him and sometimes like i need to force myself to take days off so that like, the gym can run itself you know nikki can take charge and you know i have to just sit back and let it run and that's when you learn about your team a little bit more so like yeah. i remember like i would never have dreamt of going away at christmas but i had a fantastic yeah. team yeah. Yeah. and i was away for christmas day this year like and oh, yeah, if I didn't have Tom? that amazing, yeah, exactly. Is it, Tommy? You On Christmas know? Day. Yeah. If I didn't have that amazing team, that wouldn't have been possible. And the culture we're creating amongst the staff is fantastic like everyone's helping each other like steph's the most experienced so when i went away like he was always they were he was always there in case they were steph what about this what about this you know he's not fantastic about taking responsibility or being there all the time but he was there in case they needed anything and tom and nikki were great at being there all the time and making sure that everything was ran properly and perfectly and also with our clients as well we have a fantastic community of clients um and going forward with the business, we want to hire more staff. We want to make sure when we do hire that staff, they're the right fit for us. Yeah. So what we've done is we actually are in the process of hiring another coach. Is We've brought the other staff members in on it and going, what do you think? Spend some time with this member of staff. We're taking a lot longer to uh, hire the staff. Uh, so like we've got the girl who we're looking at in particular. And we've asked her to like train with us. We've asked her to like eat with us. We've asked her to like come in the gym and like be on her own. Yeah. And like other clients meet her and how much and does she fit into the gym? Yes. But did we do a screening process first of Zoom calling all the potential clients? Yeah. Did we shortlist that into, right, let's get them in the gym and see what they're like in the gym? Yeah. Did we whittle it down to someone who we thought was the prime candidate? Yeah. Did we hire them straight away? No. We thought, right, give them some time. You know, so it's that honest, patience.
1: On that, obviously, we spoke about this. Mm. Obviously, me and you speak sometimes about a lot, this yeah. and stuff. And, it, and it's just natural. And like, you, you spoke to me about this and I was like, really, another coach? Mm. Because Tom's amazing. Yeah. You've got other people doing GT, like JK, direct, Staff, the Steph, Nave. do. And then, so you've got a good range there. And yeah. I remember a question, you saying, do you need someone else? And then I realised, because then I saw her on Sunday. Yeah. I came in to do deadlifts, and she's just there working out. And then I was like, machine. yeah, absolute beast. Just yeah. unreal. I've never seen someone like that in a while
0: no she's good and I, I think the other thing as well is we've got a really good dynamic of coaches where we've got a variety and I think she could add to that as well and like in the future we're constantly evolving so like a lot of our clients actually don't know but we're, we're completely restarting the timetable like we've we've ripped it up and we've started again and, and a lot of marketing went into that and that old timetable and obviously I coached it but we want to make it better we're constantly striving to improve so the new timetable will be what clients are asking for so when clients are saying to me Oh yeah, I've done really well this year, but I didn't reach my goal. That's not good enough from us. Yeah. We've got to go. Why didn't you reach your goal? You know what can we do better so you can reach your goal?
1: I think I think that's a big thing. That the timetable thing mm. is a massive thing because I, well, like, I brought my mum into the gym mm. to do like, health M O T that you do. Yeah, and it's like because my mum just has no interest in actually doing a gym session. <laughs> she just likes doing a thing and that's yeah. fair enough. Each of their own. It's not at, fair least, at least she's doing something. Yeah, she could come into the gym and learn something.
0: Yeah, she did. Yeah, and she and she did. and she could, and she could, straight away she bonded. Everyone wanted to meet your mum because it was your mum, oh, and it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> like and she, you know, and everyone like talks about your mum now, and it's really nice. Like, <laughs> it's really nice that we have that like feel where you can bring someone in and. They're going to feel like straight away, welcome. Yeah. And that is that is one of the biggest things of the culture, guys. And obviously, we've, we've kind of taken this podcast, which was supposed to be about Fitcess, but just talked about culture and staff and things like that. But ultimately, Fitcess is keep growing. It's keep yeah. evolving. It's kept developing. But it's still the same company that we started where we wanted it. Really good culture for everyone to come and train. Really nice environment, community feel. But most of all, the highest quality of coaching. And the only way we get that is by constantly developing ourselves. We're not arrogant enough to think we're the best in the industry. We're, we're self aware that we can develop.
1: And I, th- I think that's a really big thing because, mm. like, we, we've spoken before, I've gone to various gyms. We've coaches.
0: taken you to other gyms. Yeah, yeah. To see other coaches.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like, the, the quality of equipment you've got, but mm. also the coaching is unreal and especially for for such a young team yeah you you expect this type of experience and quality of coaching for Mm. someone probably double your age yeah and that's across the board you tom nath steph but yet you're a young team and you're absolutely killing it and that's just from my perspective
0: and it's like it's like when we hired Nafe as a coach or we brought him on as a coach he um he fit into our team so well oh, god yeah and same he's just same. he's literally like just so seamless and that's the sort of like thing we want and even now like Nafe, like oh debt what about this protocol and he's added so much to the team and if we could just keep adding these little bits and like and someone described it in a, a book that I was reading, like building a team is like making a meal. It's like just adding lots of little recipes until yeah. you get like the finished product. I don't think there'll ever be a finished product. I'm a big believer that you know the summit just needs to keep changing. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's ever climbed like a mountain or something, I always like to think the next summit is where you're going because once you reach that summit, there's always. I, I personally feel it's getting a bit deep now, but I personally <laughs> feel like it's it's never what you expected it to be, so you should love the journey. Um, and that's something that like, I believe yeah. Fit Sess is at. That, and that's what the mountain means. You know, you've got lots of different peaks, you're going to go up and down. And there's nothing been truer about Fit Lots of ups and lots of downs. Like, one of them, like, some positives that we've had, like, all the client changes that we've had, like, yeah. not just uh, physically, but mentally, like, people coming in who want to tone up and lose weight. But now, like, look at LJ, like, absolutely smashing oh. it. Like, look at Georgia, like, you know, a 16 year old girl, like, didn't really do any fitness, kind of wanted to come in just to lose yeah. a bit of weight. Now she's powerlifting, like absolutely fantastic success stories. Like I look at Calf, like she really hated training. She would just be one of these people who goes in for half an hour on the treadmill. Now she loves the weights. Um, and we've got so many people, like all the people on the Barbell Academy, most of them are girls that never thought they would touch a barbell. Like that's, we've done so many different that's
1: things. That's interesting because, right, I, I've always been a big believer of When when you come to the gym, mm. it's like a thing where there isn't just like guys that are from 20 to 30, all shredded. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely just nuts, physique. Yeah. You can train like a housewife, mm. but you can also train like an eight year old, like man or whatever. Yeah. and it's just like, that's good. That's what shows.
0: I think we've developed a lot of skills through that yeah. as well, and like, but, but going back to like the community feel, like something that just popped into my head then, like one of the most heartwarming things we've had is like one of our clients this week fell off a bike, uh, really injured herself and then we had like two clients bring her like some stuff in so we could drop it off at her house and make yeah. her feel better the next day straight away like she got so many supportive messages like we brought her some flowers i brought her some lucas aid some like snacks some cupcakes like we just wanted to help her out and like and it's the same with like, all our staff like when when linda got a new house like we congratulated her when they have kids or like when gang got a promotion and stuff like that. we might take them out some food or you know when it was Kath's birthday and she had a big birthday like we we helped out we it, it's just been amazing like we've we've been to surprise birthday p- uh, parties yeah. for clients we've thrown surprise birthday parties for clients christmas days. we've thrown a really good christmas <laughs> do last year which was like karaoke <laughs> we did a fantastic competition just before the karaoke um you know it's been fantastic we've had people who we've had to help move house we've had people who you know have been a bit lonely on christmas day and we've gone to see them because Christmas Day, like, I think the gym's been open every Christmas Day. Well, it
1: was open this Christmas. Cause and it, opened I opened it for. the last two. So, <laughs> yeah, it
0: has been open every Christmas Day, which, you know, people say, oh, that's well sad. But, you know, there's people who want to train, you know, and if you can come together and we can all help each other, that's the main thing, guys.
1: So, just before we finish up. Yeah. Top, your, your top three highlights of having
0: the gym. The top three highlights of having yeah, the gym. Wow. I, I know wow. it's
1: going to be It's been a lot even just in the last year.
0: Um, i would say the top three highlights Um, i think one of them has to be the fact that we're going to survive covid because we're in such a strong position yeah. Um, like we don't owe any money on the gym like i've had a lot of help for the gym but we don't owe any money on the gym Um, i think one of the other things one of the other highlights is the team that we've created now we've got a really really solid team unit community but i would say the top thing would still have to be just having like all my friends and family in the gym when we do like the competition and stuff like that. that's like my favorite thing like i remember like everyone leaving on that competition day and going home getting changed and i was actually late getting changed because i just sat on the floor in the gym just absolutely just led there just like soaking it all up and i don't do that enough and i was just like wow that's an amazing day like my voice had broke because like i was just (laughs) shouting so much for everyone and to be honest watching everyone deadlift like breaks my heart because i can't do it as like to yeah. the level that i want to do it at. and the same powerlifting but it's just so good like I genuinely didn't care that like, i couldn't do it like i was just so proud of all my clients like everyone who competed like you got 200 key yeah. deadlift like uh, lj absolutely smashed it shanae smashed it nikki smashed it nat smashed it like we had lisa come into a very first ever comp and we had people that like, we were absolutely terrified with steph's clients we had AIDS clients we had Nathan's clients we had Nathan come we had Nathan bring his friend we had Olivia come we had people
1: you know what's funny because when I watch my 200 video Mm. I don't actually watch me deadlift
0: no you look at the reaction around you yeah I watch
1: Nat mm. like clapping and that's like that's the thing there Mm. that
0: there's so many highlights yes. though. Like like when Nat tells me about like G's transformation in terms of how confident she is oh, and not depressed yeah. anymore. You know, when my sister came up to see me or my little brother comes up and he's like, you know, he really loves training. Or whenever like Fraser comes up and trains, like I love having Fraser in the gym to be fair. Like, it's always nice. I try, I have to kinda of like well, usually we're training or just yeah. spending time together. Even if he just pops in to steal some drinks out of my vendor, which he does quite a lot. Or you know, like when he's not got clothes for work and he needs new T shirts and he literally just goes and helps himself. <laughs> or when Bell comes up, like I love that. There's some things but also, like one of the other biggest highlights and one of the things I always remember of FitSess is like when me and Steph just go and picking up all the equipment and Steph sleeping outside on the curb and me sleeping inside the van because like <laughs> we literally were absolutely knackered, like falling asleep with like six ton of equipment in the van. Like you just you're never gonna get those days again. Oh,
1: that's been awesome. So anything else for we wrap
0: up? Oh, another highlight is lockdown. We lived in the gym for ten weeks. That's that, pretty that, epic. That's
1: yeah. To be fair, I t- when I told people about that, everyone looked at me. Everyone's
0: crazy. And literally.
1: But I-, I told my mum about it I speak, <laughs> and like, I said, uh, Dex is going to be living in the gym during lockdown.
0: And everyone she- said this.
1: Yeah, and she just went, what?
0: Yeah, they were like, <laughs> well, why? Yeah. But we've got so much done, and the gym's transformed now, and it's going to come, come back bigger, better, stronger. We're going to be reborn, hopefully on the 6th of July, when we're allowed to open again.
1: Yeah, Definitely. So, Thank you very much, Gan. To yeah.
0: Skip, thanks for your minimal input. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the standard, really. You yeah. know, your minimal input. Very, very calm. Minimal <laughs> input. Like me all the time. like when I sacked you. Thank you very much, guys. See you later, guys.